Hi, welcome to episode three of the Troop Talk podcast. Today we're going to be talking about COVID-19 and how you can stay safe. I'm Laura. I'm Parker. I'm Deirdre. And I'm Danielle. Mara, to get us started off, can you tell us where COVID-19 is most severe around the world? The United States has the most cases and deaths with 16.6 million plus cases and 302,314 deaths as of December 14, 2020. The countries following the U.S. are Brazil, India, Mexico, and Italy. The top three countries around the world with the most cases and deaths are the United States, India, Brazil, and the top three countries with the most cases per 100,000 people are Andorra, Luxembourg, and Montenegro. The top three countries with the highest deaths per 100,000 people are Belgium, San Marino, and Peru. Parker, how, does it, how did the pandemic affect the economy? The pandemic hurt the economy. Around 20 million jobs were lost, small businesses suffered financially, and many went out of business, which led to dramatic swings in household spending. Retail sales, which primarily tracked the sales of consumer goods, declined 8.7% from February to March 2020, the largest month-to-month decrease since the Census Bureau started tracking the data. Deirdre, how did the pandemic affect individuals? Lots of people lost their jobs, so they experienced financial insecurity, and many had to get government aid. Many people also struggled with their mental health, suicide rates, which were already the highest they've been since World War II prior to the pandemic, have now skyrocketed. Many people have lost their jobs or loved ones during this time, which can be extremely stressful and scary. Also, just the overall fear of those things can cause lots of stress and anxiety. Children and parents have been going through lots of stress also because of distance learning. As we've talked about in our last episode, hungry children are often behind in school and hunger has been rising since the pandemic began. Also, staring at a screen for hours at a time is bad because blue light emitted by computers can cause eye diseases, including muscular degeneration, and blue light can also disturb the wake and sleep cycle, leading to problems in sleep, sleeping and daytime tiredness. Danielle, what are the co- symptoms of COVID-19? Some symptoms of COVID-19 include fever, chills, cough, shortness of breath, fatigue, muscle or body aches, headache, sore throat, nausea or vomiting, and loss of taste and or smell. 30% of people who tested positive in South Korea reported loss of smell as their first symptom. In Germany, two out of three cases included loss of taste and smell. Make sure you're constantly watching out for these symptoms in yourself and others you come in contact with. But also remember that you could be asymptomatic. So even if you don't have these symptoms, it doesn't necessarily mean that you're not infected. Mara, what can you do to stop the spread and keep others safe? Um, So the most important thing is just to stay home as much as possible. Um, If you do go out in public, make sure you wear a mask, um, avoid crowds if you can, and stay out of restaurants, hair salons, gyms, etc. Don't travel unless it's absolutely necessary. A recent study found that nearly 40% of children who tested positive for COVID-19 were asymptomatic. People of all ages can be asymptomatic and can still spread the virus to others. So even if you don't think you have the virus, it's important to still take these precautions just in case you or someone you know unexpectedly test positive. Um, another way you can help strengthen your immune system is by 
getting out into the sunshine um, because that helps your body produce vitamin D, which uh, boosts your immune system. Parker, what should you do if you think you have the virus or were exposed to the virus? If you think you've been infected, you should immediately self-quarantine and alert those you've been in contact with. Wait at least five days, so if you do have the virus, there will be enough of it for the test to pick up and then get tested. If you are positive, self-isolate. If you are living with others, minimize contact and try to stay in wonder. If you are exposed to the virus and test negative, you should still stay home. You might not have enough of the virus in your body for it to be detected by a test. Deirdre. How far are we in gaining access to a vaccine and who will receive it first? There has been a substantial progress towards making a vaccine available to the general public in the U.S. On December 14th, the FDA released new data confirm confirming that the Moderna's vaccine was 94.1% effective. The positive news means that the agency is expected to authorize it for emergency use on Friday, December 18th. Once approved, the vaccine could be given to citizens as early as Monday. Healthcare workers were given the new Pfizer biotech vaccine on the 13th after it was authorized last Friday. The CDC stated in a report issued on December 14th that initial supplies of COVID-19 of the COVID-19 vaccine will be allotted to healthcare personnel and long-term care facility residents. The CDC made this recommendation on December 3rd, 2020. The goal is for everyone to be able to easily get a vaccine as soon as large quantities of the vaccine are available. As the vaccine supply increases but still remains limited, advisory, the Advisory Committee on Immunization Practices will expand on groups re recommended for vaccination. So what groups are at the greatest risk? The people that are most vulnerable to the virus are people over the age of 65 who account for 8 out of 10 COVID deaths. Also, babies and people with pre-existing health conditions. These health conditions include cancer, various types of heart conditions, those with compromised immune systems, people with obesity, pregnant women, people who smoke, people with diabetes, or people with asthma. The pandemic also dis disproportionately affects the Black community, as studies have shown that majority of black counties have three times the rate of infections, nearly six times the rate of deaths as the majority of white communities. This is because these communities tend to have less, less access to healthcare due to systematic racism. This means that if they do get sick, they will have a harder time recovering because they aren't getting the same medical attention. Also, black people are more likely to work in jobs that put workers in close contact with others who might be in poor health, and that makes engaging in social distancing much more difficult. So that wraps it up for today's episode. Be sure you subscribe or follow the podcast and follow us on Instagram at truthtalk14427 so you never miss when a new episode comes out. Thanks for watching. Bye. Bye.